This episode of the Thrive Life Podcast is presented to you by Roar Alexander, powered by Thrive Life International and home of the Thrive Life Challenge. Get ready to discover everything you want to know about fitness, nutrition, and optimized healthy lifestyle hacks to help you truly earn your Thrive Life. Also, be sure to keep up with Roar at www.roaralexander.com and share the Thrive Life podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or the Thrive Life podcast page on Facebook. Now, with no further delay, let's get on to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Thrive Life podcast. This is our second or third video. I think it's our third video podcast, actually. And today, I'm in Bangkok, Thailand with Stella Bella. And Stella is a very well-known local, what exactly would your title be? So you do nutrition. I'm, I'm the wellness fairy. The wellness fairy, okay. And how did you become the wellness fairy? What, what does that mean? Um, it means people tend to think like wellness is, you know, you have to go to a really expensive, like, you know, resort or spa. But actually you can, like, have wellness at home every day. You can, um, so... It's like finding simple ways for people who live in the city to get a, to get healthier and live a more natural, chemical-free life. So then, and I guess because I look a bit young, so people are like, you know, mm-hmm. and um, sometimes wellness could be seen as really um, detached from okay. the normal person. So yeah, and then I my friend just joked that you know, like the tooth fairy. Yeah. And then it's so like, like the wellness, wellness fairy. Right. So how did you then become, were you always interested? Did you grow up interested in this? Or like how, how did you how did you kind of get into this whole wellness and really like organic health and stuff like that? And so I was actually um, born in Thailand. But when I was um, four, I my mom had imported me into Australia. So I grew up in Australia and I studied there. Um, I spent 25 years in Australia and when... When I was um, in kindergarten, um, so I was in my whole school, there were only, including myself, um, three Asians. Okay. And me having. That sounds like my high school. <laughs> really? Yep, you know, in Canada. Oh, in Canada. Yeah. yeah, so I. And all my classmates were really tall and beautiful and skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I had this obsession with um, wanting to look like that because I was quite short and I was quite stocky and I was Asian and um, then I remember picking up the first, um, it was like Seventeen magazine, like a teen magazine. Um, In Australia it's called Dolly and Kate Moss was on the cover and I was so obsessed with her. Yeah. And I remember well, everybody reading, was back then. Yeah. yeah. So I remember reading about um her and then she was into this like um she went to Shuan Song which was in Thailand and then I that's when I first had my first taste of wellness and detox and superfood and nutrition. So how old would you have been at that time? I'm six. Six. Okay. So you've been into it for quite a while. But now you had some health problems at one point, didn't you? Yeah. And you kind of use the nutrition to so have so if you were into if you were kind of already focusing on wellness from six years old, where did it kind of go wrong? Like what what happened? I think um, so. In two thousand and sixteen, I had chronic fatigue, and I had um, thyroid issues, and that 
was even though I was a wellness director at um at a a spa, <laughs> but that led me to not loving myself and not giving myself time and not making health a priority because yeah. I was busy you were just looking, so managing focused on the business. Yeah, that I somebody else's business too. Yeah, someone else's yeah. business that I didn't take time for myself, um, and that was sometimes we're always the corporate when you're mm-hmm. like with personal trainers and um, even yeah when you're you're that passionate sometimes you give out all this energy and you forget to keep a bit for yourself for and sure think, yeah yeah definitely so then what did you so you noticed this was happening um, so you're feeling lethargic you weren't feeling very good so what then did you do so you realized it was going wrong you knew you so you were you diagnosed with thyroid did you just guess like it was a thyroid like how did you figure out what how did you actually figure out what was wrong? So for it was because it was going on for I noticed that I had lower energy, but I just thought that was normal because I was working um, long hours and I'm doing some uh, many projects at the time, and it became like a norm. So I didn't really like notice. I just noticed because it, it, your body kind of adapts to mm-hmm. that, you know, your that state, and then you think it's normal. It wasn't until um, my friend had come from Australia and um, she went back home and then posted a picture um, of me and that's when it hit me that, oh my God, like my face was swollen, um, I, I was like chubby, but I'm more... The wellness director is unwell. Yeah, it's unwell. <laughs> it's like the personal trainer who's out of shape with the gym owner yeah. who goes to the gym to train and then he gets so busy he doesn't actually work out anymore. So she so she posts a picture and you're like, oh crap. Oh crap, that is me. And it was really confronting. So then I started to um, self-diagnose myself first to be like, yeah, that looks like a bit of edema and, and stuff like that. And then I um, went back to Australia and I went to the hospital um, and got some, because I kind of knew, because my background is in um, medical imaging, so I kind of know what tests I need to to take. Um, So I took a thyroid test and my T3 and my T4 functions were a bit out of balance. Um, And my kidneys was not doing so well. My kidney function and liver tests was not um, so great. And um, yeah, then I knew that I need to get my body back into gear. So then I went to uh, a program in Phuket at the Life Co. and did a okay yeah yeah. And then so was there any particular supplements or anything that you started taking to combat like for thyroid? I know a lot of people suggest like iodine and stuff like that. Was there or did you just go through just a, a kind of a, a health natural food just sort of cleanse? Was there particular foods you focused on for those particular issues, or did you just kind of just clean everything up? How did it work? So I worked with, um, I used to have a skincare business, so um, I had a formulator and herbalist um, who was training Thai traditional medicine. So um, and all cause of, um, in Thai traditional medicine, everything links back to the kidneys. So I took um, things to help the kidneys, like lots of grass. Did you know that grass? Um, like wheatgrass or just no, like grass? normal grass. Lawn grass. Lawn yeah. grass. Um, the root of it. If you're if you're actually out of like in the middle of nowhere and you have any kidney issues, um, just dig up the grass, wash it, and then boil it. That's why have you noticed when dogs or cats when they when they're sick they eat grass. 
Oh, so yeah. I never put those two together. Yeah, yeah, I knew dandelion was good for like yeah, liver, liver. But I didn't know grass was good for kidneys. I didn't know that um, when I was in Europe, um, the dandelion had so abundant everywhere. Yeah, That's they're actually, all over Canada too. They're everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's like I never knew what it was until I, I researched it and was like, oh, this is dandelion. Yeah, and everybody treats it like a weed. Yeah, it's, it's very, real. It's an old. It's a very old native, you know, plant for that sort of stuff. Um, so then, so then you got healthier, uh, and then what did you do from there? Because you, you you developed quite a big kind of social media following too as well, right? You kind of have a very uh, you have a, lots of ladies come to you for help. So after you got better, what did you then do? How did you decide to continue spreading the word? Or did you what did you do? Um, I guess I um, when I started on social media, I actually started on Instagram when I moved um, from Australia back to Thailand. And it was more for my personal, because um, I lose a lot of pictures, I'll take pictures and um, you know, I'm very not tech savvy, so my phone gets lost, my pictures get all deleted. So I had, I created a Instagram account to, it was like a memory for myself of my journey. Yeah. And then, yeah, then people started to um, get curious, because I think um, when I first came to Thailand, there was like no superfood, like there was no cheer, you can't get um, no one has ever even heard of this, so I think what I shared it was very new to them. Yeah. So then, um, and I love to um, share the knowledge that I have um, with people because I really am a true believer in like health doesn't have to be expensive. You don't need to yes. go to get expensive treatment, expensive program. You can, I um, mean, health you can have that in your everyday life without it costing much or close to nothing. For sure. So what do you think some of the, what are the, some of the easiest things for people to do today? Um, so let's start talking about like actually what these people can do that are listening. What are some of the simple things that they can do to start improving their health like right today? That right nothing today. drastic. Um, the most important thing I, because um, I, I travel a lot, is um, water. Um, the water quality um, everywhere. Like I was in um, Nepal and I came back not feeling too well because of the water quality because after the earthquake and the yep. drainage system is not so great and the easiest most um is water so i make sure just bottled water um, drinking normal simha drinking water okay. is fine and um, mineral water but um make sure the you're getting enough water because our body is actually 70 to 80 percent water so that's really simple um instead of opting for um coke or like you know now there's a lot of like juices out there. Um, yeah, yeah. Waters yeah. that um, it's it doesn't cost much and it's a very great detoxification for the body. Yeah, especially in this heat like you have in Asia. Yeah. Or you know the coldest day in Thailand, like literally a cold day is like 28 degrees, and you only get that for about a week in January. And right now you're in I guess it's the hot season. So it's almost every day is like 40 degrees and like humidity. What do you think about adding a little bit of salt? That's amazing. Like um, people buy like the, like I dye salt, but actually um, the normal Thai rock salt yeah. is like full of like minerals. Or how about the Thai sea like, salt? Thai sea salt is actually very amazing because yeah. it's got all the minerals um, that your body needs. Yeah. So that's the thing is like a lot of people are you know I think especially I know they're kind of looking at the sodium intake and they're actually thinking of revising it. Um, you know. The U.S. the way the U.S. works in the Western world is we've really scared people off sodium. 
But now there seems to be this big backlash on this saying, actually, no, you need more sodium. It doesn't affect you negatively like everybody thought it did. Uh, and again, when you're, you can't really compare, you know, country, you can't really look at their guidelines in countries that are kind of cold. And then you got places like here where we sweat a lot more. So we're definitely going to need more sodium than I think is suggested, you know, in Sweden, for sure, for instance. But yeah, I definitely suggest the, the you know, the sea salts like you said, with all the micro minerals. Now, you touched on superfoods like chia and stuff, and we talked about this kind of before, and that's one of the things I want to talk about today. What about all these people that come over here and they land from California or they land from Sydney and Melbourne and all these kind of cool places, and they think you can't eat healthy? Because you know we don't have the black and red tipped kale, and we don't have the you know the 18 colors of flax. And, you know, there's like four colors of chia seeds and everything else. So people are like, oh my god, how do I? Eat? Well, I don't have kale for my smoothie. So all these kind of really trendy superfoods. And one of the things that I'm always talking about is you know local superfoods, and people just kind of discount what you have here in Asia, which I think is 10 times better choice than you have you even in the West. I mean, so what do you think about that when it comes to like all these people that are kind of getting on these superfood bandwagons um, compared to what you can kind of get locally? So when I first moved here, I was very used to my wheatgrass shot, you know, my kale smoothie. And when I came to Thailand, it was, oh, where do I find? Automatically, you kind of find what's familiar to you. But it was like really out of the way and stuff. So then I started to explore. Um, Adding the expenses. And because very you're paying for like Australia imported kale. So yes. It's like $30. So it was fine if I was still making the same money as back in Australia, but I was living in Thailand and um, that was not so practical. And what I, so I decided, um, so then I started to explore in my mind what is superfood. So superfood is actually just like if a, even ingredient has um, more nutrients than its calories. So pretty much basically it's calorie dense. So yeah, calorie low dense calorie food. but high amounts of either vitamins or minerals or phyto phytonutrients and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, then so then um, I was very fortunate that I met with um, a Thai herbalist who was very um, well trained in traditional Thai medicine. So he opened a lot of doors um, in like like kind of like opened my mind to see other possibilities. Um, so we, uh, so instead of having wheatgrass, I started to have um, uh, Genko Biota, which is very cheap, uh, Pennywort, um, then another name is Pennywort. Okay. It's like, um, um, Genko Biota or Guta Kula or Pennywort in okay. short. Um, it has, it is like, 10,000 times better than wheatgrass because it's um, got a really active ingredient which helps brain function. Oh, okay. Does yeah. it look like grass? Is it? No, it, it's like, um, it has a, like a stem and then okay. kind of like um, a round sort of, like a big clover, but it's like okay. more green. Yeah, and it's full of like chlorophyll and all. And where do you get these sorts of things? From the local market. For like 10 baht, you get like a big bunch of them. Okay, we're going to have to take a photo of that. Yeah. I go to local markets and I can't figure out exactly what you're talking about. I'm sure I've seen it. Um, but yeah, no, so I didn't know that. So, okay, so that's better for you than wheatgrass. Because, yeah, I've, always, I've been kind of thinking lately about doing the wheatgrass, but that's just much easier. So, 
Um, and not saying that wheatgrass isn't good. Wheatgrass is amazing, but it, um, for like wheatgrass is like for one little shot, which is a so wheatgrass is like a thousand by the kilo. Yeah, so you're yeah. looking at about four to five dollars for a shot of it. Where this stuff is like you said, about thirty cents for a big yeah, probably cents for this big bunch, and it's amazing for um, your brain function, memory loss, and like yeah, prevention of Alzheimer's. And hmm. Now, what about what about the the one that nobody can seem to do without? Anybody who who arrives here, guts off the plane from the United States, Canada, and Australia, kale. They have to have that big, special, leafy like, kale. You just can't have your smoothies I, I was guilty of that. <laughs> and I was too at the beginning. When I first moved to Indonesia, I was kale crazy. Because in Vancouver, you know, you have black kale, green kale, red kale. And then I come here where they have never heard of kale. So now I've learned. What do you suggest people do? There is actually a plant called um, Pakhontain. Um, sorry. Pakhontain. It's like actually amaranth. Okay. Um, amaranth. Um, the seed, it's also a seed, it looks like quinoa, but it's actually smaller. And for like a fraction of the price, um, it's actually more nutritious than quinoa by 26%. Okay. And the leaf of it, it kind of looks like spinach, and it also comes in different color. It comes from green to like purple. So okay. that's kind of like my Asian kale. Yeah, I've seen it's purple leaf leaves, right? Yeah, yeah it's I like very small, yeah. kind of like, um, like a heart shape. Sort of. Okay. It looks like spinach, and it has no taste, so it doesn't have like that sort of green earthy taste like mm -hmm. kale does. So they put that in smoothie. I use the morning glory sometimes. Mm -hmm. Very cheap and um, high in vitamin K, and it's got a neutral flavor. So I substitute that for like um, the local um, vegetables, like morning glory or the amaranth. Okay. So then, what's that one called again? It's called um, the purple one. The purple one? Yeah. So it's called the amaranth, but in the Thai it's called pakong thai. Pakong thai. Okay, yeah. so if you guys are going to market, you have to remember pakong thai. And then you also, of course, you just have regular spinach as well. You yeah. can't get regular spinach, which is a very good alternative to just your regular kale as well. And then one of my favorites is watercress. I love watercress. I'm a big watercress But I find man. the watercress in Thailand very um, fibrous. Yes, it can yeah. be that. Uh, and then the other thing that I really like is, um, so there's a watercress. Uh, and then what I've started doing lately, although I failed in my first attempt, but I have to retry. They're a little behind here when it comes to, um, at, like, in the, in, the, in the United States, I mean, you can walk into Walmart and you can buy some of the best sprouting trays and you just get the amazing stuff. Here it's very difficult to find sprouting trays. So I tried sprouting some broccoli sprouts last week and it was a dramatically failed attempt. But one of the things I really want to get into is sprouting. Have you had any? Work with sprouting? Do you do yeah, anything? I love sprouting. Um, in Thailand, the challenge is um, the the fungus that the mold because it's so humid. Yeah. So um, when you sprout the seed, you need to put it in the fridge. That's why. Oh, okay. The tip so that better, I better. That's yeah. what I did not do. So okay. otherwise, it'll go all moldy. Yeah, mine after three days of just smelling, I had to throw it away. Um, so. I with the with the sprouting stuff, you go to any gardening center. Um, Jato Jack every Wednesday. Yeah, the big Jato Jack market, the weekend market. Every Wednesday they have like a garden. It's just for like garden and like um, plants and botanical oh, okay. stuff. So you can get like these trays for like thirty baht. Are the they the, ones. the long? Kind yeah, of the long got? tray. Oh, okay. Because yeah, that's what I've had a heck of a time finding. And then the other one I wanted to try was the uh, jar sprouting. Jar so what I did is, you know, get the jar and then screen on it and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that's where I failed dramatically. 
Um, but I think the jar spreading is nice just because if you have a very small condo, uh, it's kind of hard if you have a big tray. Because, you know, some of the condos here are like, you know, 20 square meters. So I think the jars are nice because you just kind of hang them. So now, but yeah, I didn't know about the uh, about putting them in the fridge. That's and if you um, don't have jars, um, you can just get plastic bag. Oh, sorry, plastic, your plus, normal plastic recycled stuff, put holes in it, and that works too. Oh, wow. See, yeah. I think what we're going to have to do is we'll have to do a sprouting workshop. Because what are the benefits of sprouting? I mean, can you let does everybody know why um, why do we want to sprout? It's full of enzymes, um, and you're getting like the full nutrients. Because when we cook food, we're essentially killing all these enzymes, and a lot of the food that we eat in our everyday life, because of FDA, it gets pasteurized because these. But it's these enzymes that um, promote good bacteria and help with digestion and give you energy. It's mm. like that's. Living food, I call it like living food. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that's the one thing. I, the reason I really like the broccoli seeds, especially, is because I was listening to a recent podcast with Dr. Rhonda Patrick. I don't know if you know her. She's one of these very science based ones. And she was saying um, there's a very powerful chemical called sephorophane. And sephorophane has a ton of benefits that they're finding out about it every day, preventing numerous numbers of cancer. Um, helping with clearing up the lungs, helping even with brain detoxing. And sephorophane is found in mostly cruciferous vegetables. But the number one, the most potent way to get it is actually through broccoli sprouts. When they compare it all to sprouts. So I've been kind of looking into doing broccoli sprouts, but there's a few others too. But yeah, I mean, sprouts, the nice thing, the thing about them is because they're small, they're just sprouting, they're very concentrated too. So for instance, broccoli, you think, well, why eat broccoli sprouts? Why not just eat the full broccoli? So what happens is as they get older and they get bigger, it actually starts to diminish the amount, the buildup of the sulforaphane and all the other nutrients. Actually, sometimes that's why sprouts are so powerful, is because they're nutrient little powerhouses. And actually, as they grow, they actually start to, I don't really want to say lose the nutrients, but the nutrients start to just spread out more. Um, so, you know, sprouting bread. Uh, I know that's a big one you can get in the West. I haven't seen it too much here, sprouted breads. Do you know anyone that does the sprouted breads? Um, there is a company called um, Sprout Your. They have the Thai name, so I can never remember. Oh, okay. It's like um, Bake Your Sprout or Bake the Sprout. They'll give you the, the okay. details. So they, yeah, yeah. yeah, so they do sprouted bread. It tastes amazing. comes in like different um, variety. They used to sell them here also at ingredients. So yeah. now, what do you think about there's all these trends that go around? all the time and it's like you know it's like I was reading one movie star the other day who's now going on about the ketogenic diet but last year the year before she was going on about the paleo diet and it was like two years before that she was going on about the Mediterranean diet I mean so what do you think I'm gonna name some diets and you just kind of tell me what kind of what you think of ketogenic um I, I like it but it's not sustainable yes very much so yeah um, no gluten no I think if you have a condition, like if you have celiac, then definitely. But for the average person, yeah, I would. That's yeah. I agree. With that. I'd say the average person. I think people have taken it way too far with the whole gluten thing, where they're just going insane on the gluten. I don't know if you saw. There's a video they actually did where they went around L.A., which is of course the hotbed of any diet, and uh, they actually asked people, "Are you on the gluten-free diet?" And everybody asked, and yes. But not a single person could tell them what gluten was. 
So gluten was just, oh, it's just bread or it's, or it's a thing. Like nobody could actually tell you what gluten was, but they were all saying they were on the gluten-free diet. I have witnessed that um, yeah. at a restaurant in, in Thailand where a lady was like, I I can't have fried rice because it's I'm not gluten-free. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no gluten on rice. <laughs> now, um, let's actually talk about rice for a minute because uh, there's so many different varieties. You have, of course, you have your white rice and then you have your brown rice, and then you got your black rice. Which kind of rice would you suggest for people generally looking for just weight maintenance and just health? Do you have a preference? Because I know some people, you know, they have no problem with white, and some people do. Where do you kind of lie on that? I think because white rice, it has its, um, the barn, um, the wheat, that the gem of the rice removed. So I definitely go for um, the one with, like, your rice berry or your black rice. Yeah, um, because of the, um, because black rice and rice berry has other like anthocyanine, which is that gives it the natural purple color. But I would definitely, if you're um, calorie conscious and you want more nutrients, which I think maybe is another what we need, um, definitely, or you can mix it because yep. some people don't like the fibrous taste, but it's, but I would go, I would choose more the colored ones. Yeah, you want to eat like your rainbow because why? Anything white is not so healthy. Leave it at that. Sorry, but I will give you my opinion. Exactly. We'll talk about this stuff the same in the office. And black rice too. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but like you said, there's a purple hue to it. But the reason that is is because it actually has the same antioxidant as blueberries. So a lot of people don't know that, but basically when you eat a cup of black rice, it's kind of like eating two cups of blueberries because they're so they're so packed. And now, what do you think about let's talk about cooking foods for a minute? Because um, there's a lot of people that say you know you should eat foods raw. Other people say you should eat foods cooked. For instance. Is there anything you do? When I make the black rice, you kind of get a lot of purple water left over. And that purple water is obviously going to be full of nutrients. Do you have any recipe ideas what we can yeah. do with that um, purple so I, water? I make my own <laughs> mini patera. <laughs> so, okay, what's a patera? Um, patera has, have you heard of SK2? No. Very expensive cosmetic. Um, oh, okay. So they, um, so the story behind um, SK2 is, um, so they, these scientists went to a Seiko Bury. Okay. Um, and noticed that the workers were all wrinkled, but their hands was like a 18-year-old, very smooth and very delicate, and no wrinkles at all. So, um, so Katera in rice, mm -hmm. and in the olden days, um, in Laos and like in China, 
when they cook rice, they would um, use the the water that they call them sao pao, like the, the rinse water okay. rice, to wash their hair. Oh, okay. And there's a village in China which has holds the Guinness uh, World Record of having the longest hair and it's really healthy. Is it because it's got keratin or something? Um, because in, in rice there is many, many um, components, but the main one is like ceramide. Okay. Um, in rice, which it it acts like it binds their cells because the breakdown we age because the breakdown of our cells and of our cells and the ceramide is kind of like the glue which holds. Okay. So our collagen and our um, elastin, so it gives us that smooth texture without being wrinkled. Gotcha. So that I explains would, why Asian girls. <laughs> age better than the Western ones because they eat so much rice. So what do you do with the dust? So you so you take the water. So then I take the water and wash I leave your hair it out. Yeah. Um, okay. I wash my hair with it, put it in um, cleanser, add a bit of essential oil, mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't last very long. Um, and the next thing, I put in my smoothie. So I just okay. blend. But you have to make sure that it's organic, um, organic rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, which is most important. And sometimes I, with that. I ferment, so I make like a rejuviac, reju which is a fermented rice drink, oh, full okay. of like enzymes and um, good bacteria and probiotics. So does it does it matter what kind of rice? White, black, brown? Is it the black one you use? Um, you can use any, but the most um, go for the definitely like your rice berry, the black rice. Yeah. Okay. Now speaking of, um, so so tell me a little bit about more of this uh, fermented drink because I'm familiar with kombucha. Uh, and you actually do kombucha workshops. Can you so tell us quickly what kombucha is, and then let's go back to the rice one for a minute because I think that might be a little more uh, easy for just you know, there's lots of rice around. So how do we do kombucha? For what is kombucha? It's from Japan originally, isn't it? Kombucha. Um, so in in Russia, it's originated in like Russia and like China, Mongolia, okay. and then all the way through to Korea, Japan. But there was. Um, but the doctor that sort of did a research on it was called Dr. Kombu. Okay. Um, so he was invited by the um, emperor of Japan because he was very ill at the time and they heard so many amazing miracles this Dr. Kombu had uh, healed people. So he was um, sent by boat to Japan and he made this drink for the emperor of Japan and he got better and called it this immortal drink. And that's how it got the name. So a lot of Japanese actually think yeah, it's kombucha. Yeah, actually needs to be a moral elixir. Yeah, well, but a lot of Japanese think it's seaweed um, tea because kombu in um, Japan means seaweed. And a lot of Thais think it's um, Cambodia because their slang for Cambodia is um, gombucha. Oh, okay, so what's in, what's in But actually it is a fermented tea. So it's made from um, tea, the fermenting of tea, sugar, and a very specific culture called the SCOBY. Okay. So the SCOBY eats the, the caffeine in the tea and the sugar and then releases um, enzymes and acids and good bacteria. Hmm. Now where does one get a SCOBY? Because you just can't walk into the grocery store and get a SCOBY. Yeah, so how very hard. So, how does um, one get a SCOBY? You can actually buy um, an original kombucha and grow your own scoby. So you just buy like a bottle of a bottle like a of, Yeah, a bottle of original kombucha mm -hmm. or grow, and grow your own um, scoby. Just add tea 
and um, as I said, tea and sugar because it's the food for the scoby. Okay. And then it starts to grow a baby scoby. Okay. Well, what happens if you're in a place like, for instance, two years ago, kombucha was in, in Bangkok. So how, do, you, do, you, do you order in a scoby from somewhere? Yeah, like, so I um, went to um, Australia and... Okay, so you have to source a scoby. Yeah, you can't create a scoby. Because I've done so many workshops, um, there's scobies everywhere. And there's actually um, a group on Facebook. And then there's um, people from the workshop making business. That's why we see a lot of new kombucha Yeah, it's a lot very... of new kombucha I brought out one last year, actually. I had one last year for about three months. And then the girl that I was working with, she moved back to Australia. So the kombucha company went up and down really fast. But we're going to revive it. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, there's no kombuchas. Yeah, it was a little over a year, maybe a year and a half ago. I was like, there's no kombucha here. And I love kombucha. I used to drink it all the time. So we started it. We got one batch out. She's like, I'm moving. We're like, uh, it's the end of kombucha. But honestly, these guys look like they've done it much better than I did. Anyway. Um, so that, sorry, sorry. what were you saying? Um, the reason why I... Um, wanted to drink kombucha because it's very hard to find um, probiotics in Thailand because it's, and the FDA, it's actually illegal um, to, or like claim probiotics. So I'm not, because I can't read Thai, it's very hard to know what has that good bacteria. Um, so yeah, you can buy antibiotics on yes, the shelf. a lot. <laughs> I can walk in and I can buy, you can buy pretty much antibiotics for any disease and that's completely fine, but having probiotics is a problem. Yes. They have some weird laws in time when it comes to that sort of stuff. But we have, um, <laughs> in, so we were mentioning um, fermented stuff. Um, when I, because I was not, I don't do so well with milk. Um, okay. So in Thailand we have the uh, kalma, it's a fermented rice. Mm -hmm. Which um, you can eat. It's like full of. Is this the one you make bacteria. too? Yes. Yes. Okay. So what? So what is that exactly? So what is that? What's it called again? So kalma. Kalma. Okay. And then how? And it's a fermented rice drink. So it kind yes. of looks like a milk. Um. So it's just like uh, rice, which has been fermented. Okay. Yeah. And then so how do you make that quickly? So with that, so with all culture foods, you need you need to start with a culture. Um, so this has a particular culture which you can get um, from Chinatown you know, oh, okay. very easily. Or you can just get, um, with all these fermented, the good thing is you can buy the, the product and then take, like leave a bit of the original product and then grow more culture. Okay. And then so probiotics, because that's one of the things I know that's just exploding right now because of the whole studies and the butt guile and immunity and everything. That. So I started really suggesting people make sure you're getting your probiotics, even if it's just yogurt. I mean, even if you just want to go as basic as just a yogurt a day, uh, plain yogurt, not in those fruity and nutrient-sweet foods. Um, but yeah, I think probiotics is definitely on the top. So now you, you know, you run workshops. So do you have any upcoming workshops on any fermented foods? I'm sorry, I have, and um, I do monthly a kombucha, a kimchi, sauerkraut. Um, workshop. Actually, kimchi is probably, it's been called one of the healthiest foods in the world. Yeah. Because so A, it's got the, um, the uh, cabbage, yeah. which is extremely high in sephorophane, which we talked about a few minutes ago, and it's got the added double hit of the probiotics in it. Sorry, sorry, so go on. So you do kombucha, you do... Kimchi, um, just superfood, like smoothies and like easy recipes, like dips, um, raw food. Um, anything 
health, like modifying food to make it healthier. And, and where do you host these workshops? Like, I host house. around around Bangkok, so you can um, follow my page and okay. um, there'll be updates on workshops. And do you have do you have a website at all, or is it just right now? It's just a Facebook page. What do you have? I have a um, website also. Um, I've been guilty of not keeping it up to date. Okay. But um, everything is like Stella Wellness. StellaWellness.com. Yeah, StellaWellness.com. And on I, Facebook, it's Stella Wellness. Yes, Stella Wellness on Facebook and on IG, um, it's Stella underscore Wellness. Okay, very good. So I guess that's going to probably about wrap it up. I think um, lots of information here today, guys. So remember, first of all, if you're in Asia, you don't need kale to be healthy. Uh, you don't need all those fancy, you know, whatever the supplement of the month is, you know, especially in the West. I'm, I'm kind of a, I'm a little anti-West right now because they're, it's just ridiculous. I've been doing a lot of studies, you know, so a lot of stuff I've been sharing lately on Facebook is like, you know, the, the longest people that live are the Japanese and Singapore is, you know, the, the healthiest country in the world, Singapore and Italy. Uh, and then you got, you know, uh, Scandinavia, which are the happiest countries in the world. So all this information we get all the time when it comes to how to be happy and how to be healthy and how to be fit, it's always from the US, who is about the last place on almost any of those lists. So I'm just kind of like, I'm a little tired of listening to them tell us what's good and what's not good when they're one of the sickest nations in the world. So um, definitely, what would you say, You know, let's take, give people five things that they should start incorporating into their diet today. So water, getting lots water. of water. Okay, that's one. If you can start sprouting. Sprouting. Like said, very okay. Any particular or, seeds they could buy? Because I mean, you walk in and buy anything. So broccoli and seeds, I think. Anything else? Um, in Thailand, it's very easy to sprout um, bean sprouts. Um, okay. So like with the monk bean, you can uh, sprout bean sprouts. Okay. And you can buy those too in yeah, the plastic containers, can can't you? Okay, so, so sprouting, which I suggest, so water for sure. Uh, maybe a little bit of uh, rock salt in it or sea salt, something like that. Just a little bit. We're not talking about a lot. Sprouting so far, I'm with you. What's that? Um, local superfood, which doesn't cost a house or a car. You, on your Facebook page or your website, do you have a? Is there, do you have a list of local foods? I or will pictures start or to do that. For yeah, maybe good. Even yeah. just the top five for now. Yeah. You know, because I mean, we talked about three today. I've lived here for three years and I haven't heard of most of them. Um, okay, so local superfoods. And um, four, getting probiotics. Like four probiotics. Yep. And five. Just even like, don't be too hard on yourself. If mm -hmm. everything's about a balance, if you want to eat, you know, um, a diet. There is the only good diet is a happy one. Yes, for yeah. sure. Yeah, whichever diet you can stick to happily is the one that you should. And be it's on. sustainable. Yeah, it's like we said. I mean, the ketogenic diet sure has some great pros. When you think about, I get like, oh, it's, I don't lose fat or keep on my brain, but. Then you say to yourself, am I never going to eat a sandwich again? Am I never going to eat a, a cupcake again? A birthday like, slice of birthday cake again? So then you start thinking, okay, well, maybe I could just really reduce that stuff, but not be so black and white on cutting it out. So 
Cool. Well, anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Thrive Life Podcast. Of course, we are also on Facebook, so you can look up the Thrive Life Podcast on Facebook, SoundCloud, and iTunes. We can catch all the uh, audio ones as well. And then, of course, you watch the video here one on Facebook and YouTube. So make sure you guys go check out Stella's uh, website. Check out all of her Facebooks. Lots of great information, especially if you are in Asia. Everything we, we talked a lot about Thailand today, but to be honest, everything we talked about here is pretty much Asia. In general. I mean, there's nothing we talked about that is just strictly a Thailand thing. Um, so anyways, guys, thanks, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you, Sonica. Bye, y'all.